This is John Byrne, the lead pastor here at Grace Fellowship, and this is the Grace Deep Dive Podcast, recorded deep in the depths of the Grace Fellowship basement here in Lakewood, Colorado. We dive a little deeper into Sunday sermon. I'm Johnny McCloskey, and I'll be your host on the Grace Deep Dive Podcast. You know what, John? I've decided to forgive your debt. Uh, is that right? Yeah, uh, you know, you, owe you? you owe me five bags of gold, <laughs> and now I'm just going to decide, let's go down to two bags. It's payable. Right? You know, one mm. day special, one day forgiveness deal. Uh, kind of take it or leave it. Uh, after that, I'll just charge interest. So you kind of have that right? Yeah, I'm not going to forgive it completely. Huh. I'm going to reduce right. the debt. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about forgiveness uh, uh, this week. This is uh, one of those uh, cool passages. I love the, the whole... Um, with the, the king that, you know, they owed a lot of money to. Yeah. I love that passage. I, it's always so humbling. Uh, and uh, forgiveness is it's just such a hard thing as a culture to understand. But once we've understood that we've been forgiven incredibly by God, yeah. it should be easy. But um, you, you talked about something in the sermon this Sunday about bitterness and betrayal. And uh, usually if someone's bitter, it's probably because they've been betrayed. It's yeah, always something, something like you, similar like, to that. Because you said something like, I wonder what happened to them. You know, yeah. why do you think um, those things go hand in hand, bitterness and betrayal? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there is I think they do go hand in hand. I think there's other reasons people can be bitter, too. And, and we can assign blame uh, even even when blames not do someone else. Like I think. But betrayal is is it's perceived betrayal, maybe, um, which I, I do think is important because sometimes the betrayal is is I don't want to say it's not real, but um you know, they, they don't have all the information or they don't understand things from a different perspective. And so they, they translate something to be portrayal that maybe wasn't. But the point the point is that I think, you know, we, we think we're owed something. I'm owed this. I, w- I, did, I didn't receive it. You know, I have a right to this. I didn't receive it. And so I'm angry about it because it's about me. Um, it's a very... I don't want to say selfish because there are certain things like we should, we should want our rights to be respected by others. Um, but when those things are, are betrayed, I guess, if you want us to put it that way, uh, when, when those rights are betrayed, when they're not given to us or not granted to us or, or a deal goes bad or a relationship goes bad, um, you know, we want, we want justice to be done for us. And, and, and a lot of times our, our view doesn't go beyond that. We, we tend not to think about what's right for others. It's what's right for me. And what's right for me didn't happen, so now I'm going to get bitter and angry. Gotcha. So yeah. it's like I like that you said that sometimes it, it seems like it's one of those situations where maybe it is not an okay thing that it happened, but in their mind it, it seemed like a betrayal. Yeah, I mean it could be a real betrayal too. I'm not saying it isn't, but you know sometimes it's just a perceived one. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to it's you know not everything's the same, right? And so sometimes a person's got to make a decision, and there's no real good answer there's no right decision and so they make the the best of several bad options Mm. the best decision or or whatever the case might be and so people get mad and angry and bitter and but they don't understand that there was no decision that was going to be made that was actually gonna you know not hurt somebody gotcha sometimes that's real we live in a fallen world so whether so whether that betrayal is is perceived or actual Mm -hmm. you know there there is this uh, temptation for us to become uh, kind of bitter people who don't want to let go, don't want to forgive. And I know as we talk about that topic, this this podcast, that yeah. forgiveness is is a hard. It's very hard. It's a hard thing to do, but it's a great thing for us to do. Absolutely, it is. And yeah. So why is why is it so important that we stop blaming? You know, and if you know, it's going to hurt us if we do that. So why is that so important? Well, it's not going to hurt us though. We think it's going to hurt us, right? Like we we think that if we, you know, a couple things happen when we blame others and and we go, hey, if 
you know, say somebody makes a decision, um, it hurts us and we didn't get something that was due us, whether it was uh, a promotion at work or uh, respect in a relationship or an inheritance. You see a lot with families, you know, somebody, the patriarch or the matriarch of the family uh, passes away and then they fight about who gets what because they all think they they deserve whatever it is they think they deserve. We I mean, it happens we all found the time. There was a favorite yeah, <laughs> in the family. Well, or... Yeah, or they just they just have a different way of seeing things or whatever, you know. And then then bitterness and angry sets in. They blame somebody. They blame the probably the person who passed because they're not around to defend themselves, right? So they when when they blame somebody else, then it removes the, the responsibility from themselves, right? And so if I say, well, it's somebody else's fault that this happened to me. Now I don't. Now I'm removing my own responsibility for what happens next. Hmm. It's somebody else's fault. And so then I become the victim. That's why the victim mentality is so attractive because if, if we're the victim, then nothing's our fault. It's all somebody else's fault. But, but the flip side is you can't, you have no power. You have no power, right? You, you've got to say, I'm the victim. I have no power to overcome or, or to, or whatever. And, and so I, victim mentality is a horrible mentality to live with. Stuff happens to you. That doesn't mean you have to be a victim all the time. Uh, you, you need to, you know, people need to learn how to get passed around through over whatever things, you know, get by things. Um, you know, and I talked about Sunday, I said, there's two things you can control in life, how you act and how you react. Right. Well, if something bad happens to me. I can still control how I, how I react. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to control with or react with bitterness and anger, then guess whose fault that is mine. It's my fault. Yeah. It's my fault that I'm bitter and angry. Not, not the other person's it's mine. So they may have instigated it. Oh, sure, but, but, but I'm still responsible for yeah. how I react, right? And there's something empowering about that. Absolutely. To be able to wake up every day and go, you know what, the, the world's going to throw a lot at me today, yeah. and um, I'm still in control. Is what it is. Reality yeah. is what it is. You can sit here and say it's everything's somebody else's fault. It's God's fault. That's a favorite one, right? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that in a second. Yeah. But. God, why did God allow this to happen to me? Why did God take away this? Why did whatever? We blame God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and can I just be honest with you? If it wasn't for God, it would be much worse. Yeah, no. yeah. So I was going to ask you since you brought that up, why? Why? Because obviously God allows certain things to happen. So yeah, can't we blame Him, John? Yeah, sure. You can blame whoever you want. <laughs> That's not the answer I was looking for, John. <laughs> it's not. Yes, you can uh, blame God, can, I guess. But, yeah, but really, like you said, you want. but yeah. but you know the cool thing, like you said too, is is when you said how we act and how we react. Yeah. When you add the power of God and how you act and react. Yeah. Now you're able to do that to. To a you know times a hundred right because you know? you're empowered by the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit right you're and empowered by the Holy Spirit to do things that you would not normally do. Well, I think we should just end the podcast right there because I think we just hit struck Did gold. Yeah. I think you know what the the bags of gold that you owed me. I yeah. think we're we're even. We're now. even. Okay. I think I might even <laughs> nice owe you know. some. Nice to know. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I think I think that was that was gold. You know, just yeah. the, the idea of that now we are empowered to act and react even to a higher level than we were in our human state. Well, and that's where I you know, and I even talked about this on Sunday. There's there's things that I think. You know, when I stop and think about, sometimes I go, oh, I don't know if I could ever forgive that. You know, I, I don't think, I don't know if I could do that. And, and well, in my, in my, you know, at this moment, I look and go, yeah, if somebody, you know, God forbid, if somebody kidnapped my son and tortured him and I, and I found out about who it was and, and I could lay my hands on him, you know, what would I do? What would, you know, would I, would I, would I kill him? Would I, would I, would I, whatever. And then there's sometimes I think, yeah, I would. And then I, and I think, no. I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit to do to do things and or to resist doing things as the case may be. 
that I would that I would otherwise do in my fallen state, you know. But I'm but I've I've been given new life. I've been changed by the, by uh, the Holy Spirit, and and I and I really believe the Holy Spirit would work in that. It w- it might be a long time. It might take years and years and years, or or the rest of my life to work on forgiving. But I think the Holy Spirit would work in that. So it sounds like kind of what you're saying then too is that we're able to forgive greater because of what the Holy Spirit's doing in our lives. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's exactly the it. whole point, right? That's the whole point is, you know, we can't, people run around and, and I even had, you know, different people talk to me on Sunday about, you know, there's things that in people's past that hurt and you could tell it. I, you know, I could look, even when I was preaching, I could look around the room and you can, you can see people's faces. You can see how they're reacting and, and you could see there's hurt. Something, yeah. There's a lot of people thinking about things that they've had a hard time forgiving. Um, and I know that, and I knew that before the sermon, I, you know, I knew it was going to bring up some things. Oh, everybody has. Stuff. Yeah. Everybody has some significant hurts or betrayals in their life. And, and, you know, um, dealing with those is hard. And then to say, now forgive it. What? You want me to do what? Yeah. But that person or God let or whatever, right. We start, we blame immediately. And it's like, right. So you can either choose to leave, to live a life that's bitter and angry about whatever it is. I'm not saying it's un- unimportant. I'm not saying it's not significant. I, it, it's very well significant. An injustice was done. Mm-hmm. You have a just cause in demanding payback. You have a just cause in, 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 in saying my rights were not respected, my rights were ignored, whatever the case might be, right? Like you have a just cause in all of that. You're just in that. And you can hang on to it. And you can be bitter. And you can be angry. That's one option. It's not what God did. God, we, you know, in Psalm 51, David, when he, he's reacting to being confronted by Nathan because he's committed adultery and then he not only committed adultery with Bathsheba, but then conspiracy to commit murder, right? Took her husband, put him at the front of the lines, and then they withdrew from him and says, and then he got killed more, right? So he, he arranged the situation for the husband to get killed. That's what David did. And Nathan, the prophet, comes to him and, and kind of shares this little parable. And then David's repentant. And then Psalm 51 comes from that. And then Psalm, 50, Psalm 51, he says, against you and you only, God, have I sinned. It's like, wait a minute. Didn't you sin against, against Bathsheba? Didn't, didn't you sin against Uriah? Didn't you, aren't, didn't you sin against those people? Well, yeah, but the, the significant sin, the most significant, any sin is a sin against God. And it's, it's, a, it's an affront to God's character. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's first a sin against him because it's not as we as image bearers of God are not reflecting the image of God whenever we sin, no matter what sin is. Mm-hmm. Right. So first and foremost, it's always against God. Well, God didn't look at that and say, all right, justice is coming. You're all going to hell. Instead, he kept in place his plan of redemption through Jesus Christ and provided forgiveness through that, provided atonement, a covering of our sin. And so. You know, so yeah, so you can choose to hang on if you want to. It's not what God did, and there's a reason God didn't do it, and it's because it, sh- it reflects His God, His grace, His mercy, His kindness, His love, all those things. Kind of sounds like, you know, you know, I always think, well, if if I was, you know, beaten as a child or whatever, molested as a child or something, something terrible happened to me as a yeah. kid. Well, you we think, well, God, well, that didn't happen to you, or I didn't do that to you. So technically, I have a greater. Um, reason to not forgive because you've forgiven me for maybe lying or, or doing whatever it is. But then I realized maybe, no, maybe that's not the case because we still, we still were an affront to God. We were still, we still sinned against God. We did all those things yeah. and he forgave and nobody, God didn't harm anybody right. and yet he still forgave. You know, so like, so coming from God who nobody harmed, I mean, who he harmed nobody, he still chose to forgive. Yeah. The fact that we've harmed him. Uh, it's 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 only 
you know, it makes sense that we forgive. Yeah. 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 No, no. And forgiveness is extremely difficult and it's extremely hard. And, it, and it's not something that, you know, you just take five minutes and do it mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, especially for a significant hurt. Um, it, sometimes it takes years and years and years and, and it takes continued work. It sounds like, yeah, like you said, it's not a, a one and done thing. And it, it takes a lot of, of thinking and strategy. And you talked about Matthew 18, 21 through 22, which yeah. that's the how many times should I forgive somebody? Yeah. Not seven times, but 77 times or whatever, right. or 70 times seven. But the point is a lot, right? A lot. But is that healthy though? What about uh, forgiving and forgetting? What about mm-hmm. boundaries? What about that kind of stuff? Yeah, we should not confuse forgiveness with foolishness. They're not the same thing, right? Because so, I think this is important. This is this yeah. is very important, and I and I didn't talk about it on Sunday, and we just didn't have time. You know, there's I only get, you know, I'm supposed to get 35. what 35 minutes. I yeah. usually take like 40, so um, or something close to that. But um, but this is really important. It's not forgive and forget. That's not in the Bible, by the way. Forgive and forget, right? But but we are to forgive. That doesn't mean okay, this person. You know, we'll take an extreme example, right? This person um, assaulted me in some way. And, okay, I forgive them. I work on forgiveness, and I've, and I've kind of worked through some forgiveness issues. I've, and I get to the point where I feel like, okay, I've forgiven them. Well, I'm not going to put myself in a situation where they can do it again, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to forget what they did. I'm just not going to hold it over their head or hold them responsible or hold a grudge, right? I'm going to say, hey... They're fallen people. They're sinful people. They're going to have to deal with God as far as me and and what happened to me. I'm also going to deal with it. One of the ways I'm going to deal with it is that I'm not putting myself in that situation again. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, look, if that person goes out of their way and tricks me or something and then assaults me again, okay, then what, what do I do? I forgive them again. But I'm not going to, again, put myself in the situation. I'm going to put up good boundaries that, that protect me, that keep me safe, um, and those kinds of things. That's that's a different thing. That's being responsible for your own actions is what that is. Mm-hmm. And saying, yeah, I'm not going to... I'm always amazed, you know, people people uh, talk about, and, and this this is frustrating for me, you know, in our in our culture, we have the, we live in the Me Too culture, and we have one part of our culture that completely, um, how should I put it, objectifies, sexually objectifies, especially women, um, but not only, but especially women. And, and then on the other side, you know, so we get, you know, moms dressing their, their nine-year-old girls up like, like they're 17-year-olds or whatever and, and you know, and, and more like sexy, quote-unquote, outfits or something like that. And then we turn around, and, and I'm not saying we shouldn't hold people responsible. We absolutely should. But we sit here and we wonder why men are, are out of their minds, you know, when it comes to good sexual boundaries, right? And we go, what in the world's going on here? We need to have good boundaries in our life. Dress modestly. Don't draw attention to things you don't want attention drawn to, you know, and don't, you know, is, is the man responsible for his thoughts and his actions no matter what? Yes, but so is the woman, all right? It's both and. They're both responsible for how they act and how they react, right? And so, and so having good boundaries, knowing where those are, not putting ourselves in bad situations where we can be taken advantage of, taking, you know, in the business world, making sure that we have good policies, good procedures, good contracts, to keep us safe and have good boundaries. So we should do that relationally, you know, making sure that we're keeping ourselves relationally safe as, as a married husband or wife, you should, you should make sure that your eyes are for your spouse, that you pr- pr- 
protect that relationship with good boundaries so that so that you make sure that you're not going to betray somebody else. And it's okay to expect that of your spouse, right? That they have good boundaries so that they remain faithful and so on. We can go through all these different kinds of things. Having good boundaries. It's smart. That's wise. It goes both ways, obviously. It goes, bo- it yeah. goes both ways on both sides of it, all the way around. Um, at the end of the day, I've got to answer for what I, for what I do. And, and whether it's in reaction to something else or whether it's, I'm initiating. We look at like, even though, you know, the, the Jewish rabbis and stuff back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. So you had the actual law uh-huh. and then they would be, they're so afraid of violating the law because right. that was their salvation. We now, thankfully through Christ, we have, yeah. we have fulfilled the law essentially. Right. And we have his righteousness, but there are still, they were so afraid of, of violating the law because that was their salvation. Right. So they built these fence, like these fringe laws. That said, as, as long as I stay beyond these laws, even, hopefully yeah. I'll never get to break the law in the middle. Like right. They almost made these boundaries incredibly far. Right. Right. It was almost something somewhat intelligent to do. Even in, though they in added some laws. ways, like the intent, the intent initially might have been good, but... You know, by the time Jesus came around with the Pharisees so and stuff, stuff, it was yeah. the self-righteousness, you know. So, the, so the, some of the intent in, in the initial going, hey, we just want to make sure we, that we really respect the Sabbath. Okay, that's great. But then, you know, when I was in Israel, we had, we were there over Shabbat, Sabbath, right? It was Shabbat and Saturday. And I was blown away that like the whole country shut, shut down. It was crazy to the point where the, the Jews would not be allowed to push the button on the elevator to go to their hotel room. So they literally had an elevator that stopped on every single floor up and every single floor down because it was too much work to push the button, right? That would be breaking the Sabbath. Yeah. That's not in the Bible and that's dumb. Sorry. Sorry. For my Jewish yeah, friends. friends out there. But it is. It's it's it, that's ridiculous, right? That's somebody went way far too way too far. Yeah. Cuz then it actually becomes a burden to others, you know, at that point. There is yeah, healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries. Yeah. Healthy healthy boundaries are good. We want to protect Sabbath. That's great. Do that. Um I think that's important. But you, yeah. you, you use the passage uh in, on Sunday talking about Luke 6. It sounded like yeah. forgiveness is given out in the measure that we forgive. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I thought we were forgiven for all of our sins, yeah. John, not mm-hmm. just like a measure of that sin. Is that true? Or can you explain? Yeah. Yeah. No, hey, it's yeah. true. What's yeah. the question? I don't no, understand. No. So you said it sounds like we're giving, we're g- given forgiveness in measure uh-huh. to how we forgive. Yeah. So. So forgive everything. Okay. Yeah. Then you'll be forgiven everything. Are we not forgiven everything already? <laughs> Oh, now, okay, I think I know where you're going. Okay, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't dragging with you there, Johnny. I'm like, ah, yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, you see what I'm saying? I, I, th- I think so. You're, you're saying that, you know, even in our unforgiveness, or aren't we forgiven that? Maybe. Is that kind of where Probably, you're headed? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know I'm forgiven for everything. Right. But I'm called to forgive, you know. Yeah. Well, here, here's the tricky part. And this is, listen, this is, you can go to Ephesians 1 and, to, and it doesn't seem like, you know, it's not as conditional, right? And this does look like, this is kind of this conditional phrase. Like, you know, if, basically, if you forgive, then you'll be forgiven. Uh, I, think, I think the point that is being trying to be communicated is that you are forgiven, so forgive. You know, it, it's, it's not, and so we tend to want to go look at it and go, oh my goodness, if I don't forgive, then God's not going to forgive me. And that's kind of our approach, right? Say the cart before the think, horse. Yeah. I, I think we're, we're kind of flipping the script a little bit and, and, and not the way we should. Um, the point of, the, of that passage is you are forgiven so much, right? And I mean, that's the measure, right? In yeah. full measure, you are forgiven. It's, oh, no, that's not. Yeah. But anyways, you are forgiven in full measure of, of everything. So go forgive. In full measure. In full measure. So does that mean I need to forgive you the five gold bags of gold to zero? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I, you know, it's interesting. I'm, 
I'm going to go home and look for these bags of gold because I think somebody might take them. I don't know where they are. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Sure like to have them. <laughs> It'd though. be nice to have right yeah, now, right? Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, but, but it is like, right. So we're forgiven much. So be forgiving. That's the point. Let's not flip it. Let's not flip it around, mm. you know, and go, well, I'm, you know, and kind of take it the opposite and go, well, I haven't forgiven somebody. I'm holding this one grudge. And, and so therefore God's not going to forgive me. Like, don't do that. Yeah. The point is. You've been forgiven so, so much. You've been forgiven everything. So be forgiving. I mean, it has to be that way. It has to flow that way. Yeah. It has to flow down from you've been forgiven everything to now go forgive everything. Because if it was the other way around, if it was, yeah. if you forgive this much, you will be forgiven this much. Well, and the and reality it becomes is, a conditional salvation, which mm-hmm. is not what, what scripture teaches. So. Now, do you think holding on to, to bitterness and not forgiving can lead to physical uh, sickness or emotional sickness, spiritual sickness. One hundred percent can. So you think this has got to get rid of it? Yeah, absolutely. This is look. How can you? How like physically? How, what I mean, I don't. I don't think there's one way it expresses itself. Okay. You know, but it's probably it's similar to stress. I think. You know, if you, you know, everybody has stress in their life. Um, the amount of stress changes. Whether it's good stress, bad stress, all these different things. You know, all impact everything. But, but I think I think this is a lot like stress. When you hang on to that unforgiveness, it's a lot like adding a lot of negative stress to your life. And and that can show itself in in, in physical ways. Migraines, you know, I don't know, um, other physical issues, weakness, and, you know, as far as like... Uh, you know, in in your bones and joints, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that all works. I think mm. it, I think it has impact though. Um, stomach, stomach, yeah, stomach issues, ulcers, right? Like I think, yeah. I think probably the most common ways are things like headaches or ulcers or stomach issues or, or things like that. When I've been extremely stressed because of negative situations in my life, it often, you know, I'll get lack of sleep, stomach, yeah. lack of sleep that impacts you physically. Uh, heart rate jumps up because you know that kind of thing. Your cholesterol can can rise. Like all those things can anxiety, anxiety, depression. Yeah, yeah, d- yeah. Exactly, and and so yeah, it can have huge impacts physically. I, I don't, you know, I don't think that's why that shouldn't be our motivation to forgive. But I think the side it's a kind of a nice side benefit that that we go. Yeah, when I can really forgive again, not being foolish, not putting myself in bad situations that that put me at risk of being taken advantage of in some particular way. But, but when things happen, I'm going to forgive. And that I think it lowers stress. It lowers worry. It lowers, you know, all of those things you can live, you can live life. You can be forgiving, be reminded of what Jesus did for you and grant that to others. And man, it's so much better way to live. Well, it sounds like it relieves a lot of even the pressure of now I have to get them back. Yeah. It's like, let, let it go. God's going to do it. And it kind of sounds like what you're saying too, is that if we obey God and do what he says, it's almost like our life is going to be a little bit better. One might suggest, <laughs> One might such, suggest a thing. such a thing. Gotcha. Uh, John, can you talk us through actual steps? For, there, do you think there's any actual steps to forgive? Sure. Um, I think there are, but I don't think they're the same for everyone. I, mean, I think there's some common things um, that, that are helpful. I think for me, when when I have needed to forgive people of some significant things, I start by praying for them. That's the first thing I do. What, what, why does that help? Because, well, a couple things, a couple reasons it helps. One is it forces me to deal with the resentment that I have in my own heart. And because to say the words, dear God, I pray for so-and-so, so-and-so. Just to say those words. I mean, if it's a significant hurt, that's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to force the words to come out of my mouth. 
I'm going to force it. And it forces me to deal, start to deal with my own resentment, my own hatred, my own anger, my own, all those things. Right. Because I, it, I think it makes them more real. And it's like, oh my goodness, I can't even say the words. I and have it, to deal with this. And it almost humanizes the other person because in our mind, yes. we create a, them to be a monster. Yeah. That there is a terrible, evil person. Right. And, and the reality is we go, you know, like you said, there's what happened to them. And right. if you can get to that root in prayer, you know, God, I just pray for this person. Yeah. And, and, and not... And you might know their backstory. Yeah. And by the way, not the God, I spite him. Yeah. Like, that is, not that, that one there with that, the, the country song. I pray that your, uh, your brakes will go out. You know, what, is there a country song about brakes going out? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. You, yeah. You talked about it. We talked about it okay. before. But yes. yeah. no, it's, it's just important to, to humanize them. Like, yeah. They, they are image bearers of God. And they've been probably hurt. Probably. Hurt. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they have. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. just, you don't just come out that way. Hurt people, hurt yeah. people. Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and guess what? We're all hurt. So we all have the capacity to hurt somebody. Oh yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the thing. So yes, yeah, so I think, I think the number one thing is start by praying. Okay. And even, even if it's, do you God help me pray for so-and-so? Like if that's all you can get out, start with that, mm-hmm. but then don't quit. It's not a one-time thing, right? It's, it's a, I'm going to make this part of my prayer life. I'm going to, I'm going to daily go to God. God, help me, help me pray for this person. And then you move to you know, God, I pray that this person will know the grace that it, that that is available in the cross in the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That they will experience forgiveness, and then you can move to God. Help me forgive them, right? Like so, a lot of it. I think I think you can do so much work in the area of forgiveness on your knees, praying to God. Just pray, mm-hmm. and 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 make that progression from step to step in your prayer. And then there comes a point where maybe you can you can stop praying that you'll forgive them because you you arrive at a point where you go. Yeah, I, I think I'm good, you know, but, and it can come back and you, you might have to do it again, right? And 70 times seven, right? It's, I might have to do it again, even if it's the same thing. I'm gonna have to forgive again. Um, and, I, and I might have to work on that for a long time, depending on what kind of hurt it was. Like, you know, somebody took your parking space. If you can't get over that, man, then we got other issues, right? But Or you just got a lot going, there's something going something, on. Yeah, it's something else. It's not you the parking space. Yeah. There's something else. But but if you've been abused, if you've been taken advantage of in a significant way in a relationship, it's divorce, it's, it's, it's uh, sexual assault, it's, it's, it's um, you know, a, a gigantic business deal, it's a betrayal in a relationship. You know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, somebody undercut your promotion at work, which isn't, is bad, but it's annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. Sure. It's yeah, frustrating. Yeah. You can get mad at it, but not as bad as some of these other things. Um, but it's still more significant. So if you can, if you can, if you can get through some of, you know, you just got to start praying. And sometimes those things take time and sometimes they have long lasting effects. And sometimes you have to deal with the consequences of, of that betrayal for, for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. And, but, but, and that's why when those consequences come up, you have to work through that forgiveness again. You just keep, you just keep going at it. You don't tell them unless they ask, don't tell them. You don't have to go, Hey, I forgive you. Yeah. For what? Right. Like, that's what you're going to hear. Like, there's, there's like, like, well, let me tell you. Yeah, exactly. You're get all angry. But, you know, and there's a person in my life that I've had to forgive and, and I've had to kind of go re- re- redo that several times. And, and I still have interactions with them on a, on a somewhat regular basis. And, and sometimes they say these things that just drive me and brings it up again. And I got to work on it again. Right. Um, but I don't, I haven't told that person, Hey, I forgive you. Yeah. Because they're not going to understand. They're not going to get it. So don't tell them unless they ask. And then they say, will you forgive me? You know, or, hey, something's changed in how you relate to me. You know, you know, what, what's changed? Like if they're asking information, you can give it, 
but you got to be careful about how. But it kind of sounds like you, you do it for yourself. Like the whole point is this, is you're doing it for yourself to the mo- for the most part. Or you're uh, yeah, kind of letting well, it go. You do it for them too. Yeah, 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 but you're letting it go. Yeah, you, know, you don't you're letting need it them. go. You're yeah. opening your hand. Um, I, you know, I hesitate with the for yourself thing because, again, that puts me at the center as if I deserve something. I, that's not a good way. I don't think it's a good way to approach it. It is It is beneficial for you yeah, to that, forgive. It's beneficial to forgive, for sure. Yeah, but, that's it, self, but that's, don't do it for yourself. Do it because you've been forgiven much by God. You know, let that be your motivation. Mm-hmm. And then just know that it is good for me when I forgive others. Like, there's benefits on my part, but that's not why I'm doing it. Yeah, which would... Which would also allow you to push through that when you don't feel like doing it. Yeah. Because if you're doing it for to honor God, yeah, then it's a lot easier. Any other uh, practical steps, Sean? Uh, well, I mean, I think those are pr- those are pretty good. If you could get through those, then you're probably in a in a pretty Just good place. For yeah. I, I don't. You know. Um, Maybe start with the prayer of forgiveness for yourself first, you know? Yeah, God, and, I, and I would say somewhere along, li- somewhere along lines, depending on what the thing is, we'll often blame ourselves. And so we gotta, we've got to learn to forgive ourselves. That's super, super important. And it's the same thing, same process. Whether I'm forgiving myself or somebody else, I'm going to start by praying. God, help me forgive myself. Yeah. God, help me, help me forgive me myself for this. Sometimes we don't even need forgiveness, but we think we do. And so we got to work through that. Um, but then that's fine. But start with prayer. You can do so much work in the area of forgiveness on your knees. You can do the 80% of what you need to do on your knees. Now, is it, is it, do you think it's a kind of learning how to live a life that isn't bitter anymore and just letting go? I'm sure it's a little uncomfortable in, in a lot of ways. You guys got to just learn through that, push through that kind of thing. Because it's kind of natural to, to like hold a grudge. Yeah, again, that's just going back to the cross Keep going continually, back. you know, and re- re- reminding the gospel is so important. And, and I talk about the gospel constantly. Why? Because it is the most important thing I talk about. There's nothing else that is more important than the gospel when it comes to what I talk about. There's nothing deeper. There's nothing more important. There's nothing more central to the, to the Christian life and the Christian faith than, than Jesus Christ, his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection. There's nothing more important than that. And so going back to that, because then that whole thing was done because I needed forgiveness of sin and so did you, right? Like, so we needed forgiveness for our sin. That's why it was done. So going back to that constantly over and over again, reminding ourselves of how much we've been forgiven in that process, I guess I would say that's, that's a step of forgiveness too, is, is reminding yourself how much you've been forgiven. I mean, if you really want to be humbled, I, I don't necessarily recommend this, but, but it might be helpful if you're just in a place where you don't feel like you can forgive at all, start to recount the things that you've needed forgiveness for. Yeah. And, and realize that there's many things that you don't, that you need forgiveness for that you don't, you're not even aware of on top of it. And all of a sudden, and then, and then go to the cross and remember what Jesus did for you, that you have been forgiven. That moment is, is the moment where you go, yeah, I think I can forgive this other person. Yeah. That's hard. That's hard. Cause there are some situations where they did some serious stuff. Absolutely. It just, it just takes a little Absolutely. bit more wrestling. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, John, any re- uh, resources you recommend? Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the resources that I really appreciated, and I didn't quote from him or anything, but it, I think it's a good resource. Uh, Charles Stanley, not Andy, but the dad, Charles, uh, wrote a book on forgiveness. And, and I, I think that's a really good resource. It's not a hard read. It's really um, accessible. And it, and it talks about not, for not only forgiving others, but forgiving self. And, and of course, the, re- the forgiveness that we receive from Jesus Christ. Hmm. And so I think that uh, that's a good resource. All right. So, John, let's wrap this up. What's the big idea? The big idea is this. Forgiven people forgive people. Thank you for joining us on the Grace Deep Dive podcast, where we believe in real grace for real living. We'll see you next week.